Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm your host today, Ed Clementi, and welcome to the show. We're very fortunate to have a uh, very good Michigan company, I should mention, uh, A.B. Go. She's the chairman and CEO of Hemlock Semiconductor. Welcome to the show, A.B. Good afternoon, Ed. How are you doing this mor- this afternoon? And I'm, and I'm allowed to call you, I'm doing fine, but I'm allowed to call you A.B. I just want to make Absolutely. sure the audience knows. <laughs> and so... Um, you have not been too long in this role yet, but you've been there. How long have you worked at uh, Hemlock now? I worked in Hemlock uh, 11 months, but I've been a CEO since January of uh, this year, 2022. And But you come with it. Like, you know, I, I'm i familiar with Hemlock, but this sounds like a pretty non-traditional question. But if you go to a party and no one knows what you do or what Hemlock is, what do you kind of tell people you guys do? So you want the, sh- the short version is <laughs> that we make polysilicon. So what is polysilicon? Polysilicon is refined silicon. Silicon is the most abundant metal on the Earth's crust. So we take uh, 98.5% uh, purity level of silicon metal and we refine it and refine it to make 99.99, of, which is called hyperpure polysilicon. But it's a fundamental building block for your semiconductor chip and for the solar panels. So you may ask, okay, well, the chip is basically everything that powers the transformational age. So everything that started in the 50s from the S- Silicon Valley basically is powered by the chip. But you can't power a chip unless you got the polysilicon. So we like to call it, it's a semiconductor in the semiconductor chip, right? That's a, it's a... And, and so it powers, we power one third of all electronic devices that exist uh, in the world today. And we've been doing it since 1961. Uh, so and we hope to continue to do that for the next 60 years. And the other critical industry where polysilicon goes into is making the solar panels that you see in all the solar farms you may see up and down the United States. Uh, the building block of making that the panel first foremost starts with the polysilicon. And, and so when I say that to, to people at a party, they <laughs> okay. quickly get it. Yeah. You know, in fact, that's how I was involved. I mentioned to you in the pre-call a little bit that uh, I was a state rep with under governor Granholm at that time to do a lot of the initial work. And that was with solar panel. And we used to kind of say it's the squiggly line you sort of see in the panel, the silver you see. And that's how I would tell people what it was. And I think that's still true. I don't <laughs> that know. is still true. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Technology yeah. moves fast. So yes. I never know. Um, you come here, by the way, with a really good pedigree of a lot of mergers, acquisitions, transfers, different. You've been all around the world. You've got a really exciting background. Um I, I, let's kind of start out where you started out. I know you mainly grew up in England, I think, right? But you were born in India originally or no? Yeah, I was born in India. I did my teenage years in Thailand, schooling there. My dad was in the UN there. And then I finished out my schooling uh, in in England, correct, in southern England. 
And uh, I'm a finance guy by background, uh, a chartered accountant, which is an equivalent to a CPA in, in the United States. Yeah, there's and, a great oh, – go ahead, sorry. And then I joined uh, basically uh, one of my clients, uh, and, and then from then on moved to a chemical industry, a chemical company, and pretty much I stayed with that chemical company along this different ownership structure for the next 30 years uh, and worked both in England, lived in England, lived in Netherlands, and I've lived a, a big chunk of my life in United States, different parts of the U.S. Yeah, I couldn't really place your accent in any one country because it sounds almost like Texan to me sometimes when I hear you talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it could be from anywhere. It's a it's a it's a blend. It's a middle Atlantic, right? It's middle of the ocean, basically. I think. Like yeah, it. yeah, right. It's yeah. the cross path. You know, I'm not going to blow let you go blow by. Your dad worked for the UN. He did. He did the last six years of his. He he was a. Indian civil servant uh, worked in the Indian government for years, and then the last six years of his uh, career, he worked for the United Nations. Yeah. So you got to go with him to Thailand, and that's where you. I did. We lived there and traveled around. So uh, yeah, at, uh, I used to, I used to speak Thai. I don't don't speak any Thai anymore today, but I did in my teenage years. Uh, you know, so it must have been exciting growing up in Thailand. That's like a beautiful country, just gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Uh, yeah. And then I, I'm not going to let you also get by. You went to University of Plymouth or? I did. Plymouth? I did. Yeah. Plymouth University, correct. Yes. Uh, finance there. And and then I went and worked for Deloitte's to uh, uh, to get my uh, chart accountancy done, uh, which is like the CPA in the United States. Yeah, uh, no, but, I, I, but I was I was very I was very focused that I wanted to be in business world. So I I admitted I. Basically, the year after I qualified as a chart accountant, I left them to to join one of my clients, Rio Tinto, a big mining conglomerate. Uh, and then it happens to be my boss from that company went and joined an English company called Courtauld's, and it's a very old English chemical company. It doesn't exist anymore today. Uh, and so I came in uh, on on uh, on his advice, came and joined them, and I basically had a thirty odd year career with. That company and the companies that came afterwards, the whole kind of transition, you know, in the M&A world, people buy people, but basically stay with the same company in many different roles uh, for the next 30 odd years. Yeah, I know a lot of people. My cousin used to work for uh, not PricewaterhouseCoopers, Libran, but a lot of the folks I know that worked in those places usually spun out in the private sector because they consulted and Correct. one particular niche and then they became attractive as like a CEO or a right. senior level management a lot right. of times. Um, so let's get back to the industry that we're in. It is, is Michigan a good state? Oh, well, let me ask one more thing about your background, but uh, you also, how do you kind of balance out your sort of uh, work-life balance with all this travel? Cause I mean, you had, you were experienced it as a kid and I imagine your family's had to experience yeah, it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, you know, Tracy and, and the two boys have been, you know, moved around with me. As, as Tracy would say, we've had eight different houses, <laughs> eight different location. And if it wasn't with a, if it wasn't with a, uh, uh, a very great partner in Tracy, you know, it would be a challenge. But, you know, one of the models I've had all the years I've uh, traveled and pretty much the last 20 years my has been I've been traveling 50, 60 percent of my uh, time. And, and a lot of the traveling is is continental, intercontinental across, you know. And one of the things that was, you know, both the boys were very athletic when they were growing up. Uh, 
in various sports, whether soccer or, or golf, uh, I used to make it a point that I want to get back at least by Saturday morning. So where am I? I catch a red eye, whether I was in Asia, coming back to Europe, or whether I was in uh, in the United States, flying back to Europe, I used to, or, or the other way around. So, you know, and and that was my motto. And, you know, I think I did an okay job, but, but I'm sure my, my family would say, no, I, you know, I think you missed a lot, but I, I tried it the best I can. But, yeah, I, it's a challenge. Well, I think even people that live domestically still have challenges trying to meet Saturday morning right early soccer games and little league football and right. all those things. It's a big challenge. I, it's, I it's, to- it's, but it's fundamental to me. Uh, family starts uh, with uh, first and foremost, that's the most important thing for me. And it's always, it has been always will be. And I've tried to balance uh, as best I could. You're listening to the Michigan opportunity featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. So let's talk a little bit about the landscape of Michigan. Uh, so you probably believe, I imagine Hemlock does, that Michigan's a good state for you to be in, too. Is there anything you want to talk about that a little bit with the environment here? Yeah, I mean, as you know, uh, Hemlock Semiconductor has been around from 1961. We start off, you know, Dow Corning uh, was the owner of ours uh, back all those years ago. Now we are eighty uh, percent owned by Corning. Uh, but you know, we we came to uh, Hemlock uh, because we started the process of making polysilicon uh, in Midland, in Midland, Michigan. And unfortunately, we we found that a lot of the, the vibrations from the rail traffic there was 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 making. Uh, was not being very suitable for our polysilicon production. So one of the scientists said, you know, I got I got a farm in a place called Hemlock. I'm going to try to make some there, you know, with, it's very quiet. And that's always that's what we landed up in Hemlock, basically. Uh, you know, I have to say now the production process moved a long way. I don't think the vibration will be a big issue in being able to make it. But that was the reason why we started up. And, and, and then since then, I mean, we have built, uh, you know, it's a very high-tech, technology. And we've been very proud to get uh, what's, what's great in Michigan. We've had, you know, all the, all the engineers and skilled trades people we can find, we've, we found it here. I mean, people don't know, but mid-Michigan has the highest, one of the highest concentration PhDs around here because we have other big chemical companies like Dow, like uh, like DuPont and Bill. So it's, it's a great place to have. You get a great place to get talent. Uh, we got when consumer partner who's our energy provider. We got excellent energy source because polysilicon uses a, a lot of energy. We are the largest uh, energy energy uh, user in in Michigan, uh, you know. And so having a partner like consumer has been great, and and they give us uh, a surety of supply with the, with there. Um, and then on top of that, I think our, our uh, uh, our state, uh, whether the state governor or his MEDC or the legislator, have been very helpful over many years. Uh, and as you probably know, you know, back in the 05s when we were expanding uh, Hamlock Semiconductor, uh, at that time, Gro- Governor Granholm was very supportive uh, in helping us expand. Uh, I think we're in that, not I think, we are in that phase now where uh, we're we're going to be uh, embarking on another 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 uh, expansion phase. Uh, I would say, you know, nothing finalized yet, but but I feel pretty good that that uh, we we you know this is a place to grow. So, 
Yeah, and I would imagine if you're like any corporation nowadays, obviously after sort of coming out of COVID, the the workforce situation will be, you know, you're probably looking to expand with employees. So hopefully if anybody's listening to the podcast, uh, they should give you a call, right? <laughs> oh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, in fact, just on that point, Ed, I mean, we have, ex- we have uh, expanded. When I, when I first came on board a year ago, uh, we were like 800 employees, and now we're over 1,300. Now, partly some of that is what we did. We took a workforce that used to be on contract, but we made them, uh, uh, you know, we decided onboard them as as Hemlock employees because we want to have one team in, in this business. You know, we we pl- we supply a very high tech product to our customers. Quality is super really important, and then we want to build that the Hemlock Semiconductor culture, which is which is very family oriented uh, team uh, atmosphere that we have. And having the one team is critical for us. But on top of that, we have been on a, on a spree of hiring a lot of people. Uh, so our, our success, you know, of all these 61 years we've been here, we have a lot of employees who've been here well over 10 years. And if you ask them, why have you been here 10 years? They will, they just say, you know, they, they get huge job satisfaction in this place. Uh, partly due to because we have very competitive salaries, but also we have a really team team based company culture uh, that has re- at, that provides great opportunities for their own personal development. I mean, mo- you know, most importantly, you know, salary goes somewhat towards satisfying somebody, but what satisfies somebody in their job is really the personal the opportunities they get for growing. You know, getting developing themselves. And in Hemlock Semiconductor, you can do that. I mean, we have jobs right from you know, an operator position to very skilled trades to engineers uh, and in all facets, whether it's in finance, HR, government affairs, you know, marketing uh, or in you know, capital management. Um, and so, yes, you're absolutely right today. Ed. Uh, we, we, that's one of our biggest challenges is finding great talent. Uh, there's a wall for talent and, and we feel, you know, we feel that we have a, a pretty good uh, brand and a value proposition that we can track the, uh, the talent uh, uh, to mid-Michigan. And that's got to be kind of exciting for you too, as an individual to sort of, obviously with all the challenges today with semiconductors, uh, you know, you've got an opportunity to sort of create your own ecosystem there too, right? With, uh, I mean, maybe that would be one of the questions I was going to ask you anyway, but how do you see some trends working for yourself or even the semiconductor industry in general? So I think uh, in in terms of the trends of the future, I mean semiconductor, uh, as we all know, it, it, you know, with the pandemic came, uh, that came a couple of years ago, the whole transformational digital transformational uh, phase that the world was in, I think it just fast forwarded a couple of years. So there's been a huge growth in everything to do with chips, right? And you and you cannot do uh, in all the smart devices you have at your home. And everywhere else you turn into artificial intelligence, everything else drives, everything is driven by chips. So, you know, so the, uh, this, this, the secular trend in that industry is very good, for, I think, for the next 20 years. Now, is it going to continue the growth rate has been the last two years of the pandemic? No, I don't. I don't. I think, I think that, but I think it will, it will steady. But it's, it's uh, the trend on the semiconductor side uh, it, it's, uh, will continue that way. In the solar space, which is the other big, other big industry we're in, I think the whole transition uh, to cleaner renewable energy uh, that the whole world is, and now that we have, we as in the United States have signed on to the Paris uh, Climate Accord, 
and then the the, the recent uh, the recent uh, you know Inflation Reduction Act pack, uh, passed by Congress, those all those all those all signs to say that the uh, uh, creating a solar supply chain in the United States is an imperative. Uh, and you know, I think one thing one thing we found in, in the pandemic across any supply chain that we were very globalized that we didn't have a lot of the, in, the 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 key supply chain sitting in the United States. And I think one of the outcome of the pandemic is that we want to reshore some of the supply chain. And so one of the trends we're going to see, I, I believe, is that in the in the renewable space, uh, you know, United States want to have more of the supply chain sitting in 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 United States. And so. Uh, you know, we have a part to play in that. You know, we're obviously in so, part of the solar manufacturing uh, uh, supply chain, and we want to help. And we have been advocating to to have uh, the demand here, and I think we're going to see that in the next next many years to come. Yeah, and, and, and even I would imagine with the electric vehicle sort of transformation that's, I shouldn't say slowly, but it is moving faster and faster. But I, I mean, a lot of the electric vehicles really are controlled by computers and chips and it's going to put even more in than they're in the ice engines now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. I mean, that's going to even, even, even the, uh, and and the chips that's going in there are the more higher, higher end, what I call, you know, semiconductor, you know, and this is the, this is what governor Whitmer uh, discusses to have some of those industries coming here and they are coming, you know, to, to Michigan. And, And so, you know, Michigan was the manufacturing state, for hundred years, right? I mean, you know, hell, Henry Ford started the revolution, and yes, we've had some challenges, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But it's coming back, and you see EV and the whole automation industry is is coming back, uh, you know, in southern Michigan. And so, uh, I think that's a big trend here to say. The other big area where uh, we're looking, at, we're exploring a play is in the emerging battery storage industry. So, I think I think one of the one of the drivers for growth of EV has to be the industry solving the battery storage issue, which is you and I want to drive, you and I want to have a, a car, a electric car that can, you know, charge quickly and have huge, you know, much bigger uh, storage in there, you know, a mileage. And so we have a play in there in, in this market and we're, we're hoping that with our, you know, decades long expertise and, uh, capability that we can commercialize a novel battery technology. Uh, we're not the only ones trying to do this, but I think we think our technology will be uh, will meet the needs of the automotive industry, and we hope to uh, be uh, trialing those uh, those those samples probably yeah. in the next uh, ninety days to one hundred twenty days. Well, even. I would imagine, too, with the whole circularity of manufacturing, you know, being a bigger and bigger cost issue that people don't want a lot of waste anymore. And that's what's advantages of your solar panels, too, is that there's way more opportunities historically of how to repurpose things after they've gone through one life cycle. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a good era for. You know, but I think we have to go into this area. It's not even like it should be a choice. I think it's, yep. the compass heading is there already. Um, so uh, beyond those few things, I wanted to also make sure that, um, you know, w- you're sort of new to the state. Yep. <laughs> I know you have, we're near the end here, but uh, like you, you've been here a year and a half, you said almost, right? So uh what do you like about the state? I know you've already mentioned the advantage of sort of PhDs nearby, but what do you what do you like to do for fun? You know, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So, 
I've never lived in a, such a cold, uh, you know, winter. <laughs> time. So, you know, and so when I remember saying to my wife, you know, we're going to relocate to Michigan, she, she said, Are you sure? I said, look, I, what I've seen of it, it's, it's excellent. So what I like about it, it's a great question. It's, you know, we're in mid-Michigan. It's very green. It's very vibrant. I mean, it's, it's uh, we got the four seasons, which is great. Uh, it's got the four seasons. You know, you got three months of winter. That's fine. But the summers are gorgeous. We've just been through a whole whole summer. It's phenomenal. I mean, frankly, I, I'll be telling you, I'd rather take three months of summer. I'll, I'll put up <laughs> with three months of of snow. And, and really, it's it's not that. And then on top of that, besides the weather, you got you got all the water around you. So you can, you know, if you're into boating and those kind of things, which is phenomenal. And then the people. People, are, what I like to call, they're pretty chill. I mean, they really are. uh <laughs> You know, it's Midwestern, Midwestern America. You know, it's like, okay, you don't get too stressed about, about things. And so it's great. And especially mid-Michigan, it's a great place. Now, our kids have grown up a little bit, but it's a great place to raise a family. It's really safe. There's a lot to do. And and, and as far as my, myself, yeah, I, I'm, I, I try to play a lot of tennis and golf. So uh, it, it's a nice place to be. I mean, to me, it's it's, it's beautiful. And if you go up to uh, up north to UP, uh it's it's phenomenal so oh it's like uh, a different country <laughs> yeah it really is and, you know it's so this place is it's got brimming with the opportunities and i think michigan has got a great future i mean yeah uh i think we can get back to the manufacturing capital of uh, of the united states and uh and you know have all the high-tech jobs there's quite a few here and i think uh, you know both medc and the governor is doing a great job in trying to attract uh, industry into into this place so I'm excited. You know, and uh, now that your kids are a little older, but uh, would you, what advice would you give yourself at 17 to go into a field? Because you've been in so many industries yeah. and now you're actually, you know, running a really interesting growth segment, you know, manufacturing. What would you tell your 17 year old self to do? You know, uh, <laughs> it's pretty much what I tell my two boys to do. <laughs> the 25 and 21. I say, you know, Pursue something first and foremost that you're going to be passionate about. Because passionate about means you're going to care about it and you want to succeed in it. And then, you know, make sure you're good at it as well, right? You got to be good at it. You can be passionate about something if you're not good at it. You know, so being passionate about something and being good at it is, to me, is a, is a recipe a recipe for success. Yeah, that's it's good. You know, I know that. Uh... I think I hope they like it here. Are they probably in university? Sounds they like. they are. They do come up here. Uh, they do come up, and but you know that philosophy that I have, I, I just shared with you, Ed, is is really what I what I do. You know, I I came here because I think I'm pretty good at running a business, uh, and also HEC is business that is connected to renewable sustainability, which I'm passionate about, and, and so I've been passionate about it for the last twenty years, and so it, it's a good fit for me. Um, and, and so anyway, uh, just to let you know, it's the uh, time for us. And I just want to thank you very much again. Our guest again was A.B. Ghosh. He's the chairman and CEO of Hemlock Semiconductor. And we're very fortunate to have you in our state. And we're so glad you're here. And we really want you guys to grow and be successful. We all, we're all behind you. So keep up the good work. Thanks for doing the show today. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate it. Join us next week where our guest is going to be Jen Nelson here at the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. She's our chief operating officer. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. 
Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion. 